totally a spoof. It's totally an homage to Sly and the original film. Absolutely. We shot it in the small town of Hope, British Columbia, where the original Rambo First Blood was filmed. And so I said, yeah, and we got an amazing crew together, some of the best stunt actors in Vancouver and in Canada. And we just pulled all, all the stops of people who love <laughs> indie film coming together and doing this project. People who are big fans of Rambo and Stallone, they might love it, they might hate it. This is the exciting part. <laughs> Welcome to Amigos PC. If you were looking for a podcast with high standards and an appreciation for the finer things in life, like water polo, ballet, equestrian riding, cricket, and trips to the countryside, uh, you're in the wrong place. If you're looking for a podcast that celebrates drinking, random thoughts, wacky conspiracies, memes, crypto, cinema, and a lot of other things that don't really make any sense, then you're in the right place. This is Amigos PC, and here are your hosts, Scott and Mark. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're hearing this for a reason. You haven't subscribed to the Amigos membership on Supercash yet. Uh, for as little as $5, you can get access to our feed with no ads and exclusive membership discounts and merch. Jump up to our $30 tier and get everything plus direct access to us via our Discord channel, Live Amigo AMAs, quarterly giveaways, and crypto merch. For a dollar a day or less, you can support an Amigo out. The Amigos back at it again. Uh, today we have Justine Warrington. Uh, did I say that right? Warrington? You did. Oh, okay, sorry about that. She has a new movie that's going to be dropping here pretty soon, Rumbo. Uh, if you could, before we get into that a little bit, just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, give us some insight. Sure. Hey, everyone. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Scott and Mark. I'm Justine, hailing from the west coast of Canada at the moment, from Hollywood North. I'm an actor. I'm a writer, indie filmmaker, and yeah, I've had a couple of cool projects that I've been working on lately that I'm excited about, and I'm about to embark on, for the first time in over a year, I've got like my first live stand-up comedy show coming up at the end of the month. So, this uh, rant, the Rambo movie, uh, the spoof that that you're doing, tell us a little bit about it. Like, what what is the pre I, so you're supposed to be Rambo? No. <laughs> well, I'm Katie Rumbo. And and don't give too much uh, away. Come on, Mark. Don't ask too, yeah. too much. Here, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to be for safety, so I don't give too many spoilers away. I'm gonna read the uh, synopsis from IMDb. Okay. <laughs> So, when Katie Rumbo is denied the use of the bathroom, things go bad. She takes out the Boom, local police okay. and runs off. Yes, there's more. They are quickly embarrassed by her superior skills. Oh, yes. <laughs> her commanding officer arrives to save the small town from Rumbo. So, she's deadly. She can fight anyone. She's uh, not unlike the story of Rambo, only now juxtaposed to this new world. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous and so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's cool. So what made so, you? Did, sorry, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I was going to say, so uh, basically there, there's no relation, right? Like it, it's a, it, it's not like a distant cousin or anything like that. <laughs> it, it's just a true spoof. Oh, it's totally a spoof. It's totally an homage to Sly and the original film. Absolutely. We shot it in the small town of Hope, British Columbia, where the original Rambo First Blood was filmed. Uh, it's about a two hour drive out of Vancouver, and it's this little, little town that just worships Rambo. There's Rambo paraphernalia. There's a wood carving of Stallone as Rambo in the town that's new. It was just added, I don't know, a year ago or something like that. And uh, so the director who I worked with, he was my stunt coordinator on Dragged Across Concrete, and that's how we met, this, this feature that we worked on together a few years back. And he just presented me, like kind of during, you know, pandemic hit and we were all out of work and out of our minds. And as artists do, we put it into our, we take our art and we try to create something out of the insanity. And so he presented me with a script and asked me a thing and I was like, this is so absurd, it's so wonderful. So I said, yeah, and we got an amazing crew together, some of the best stunt actors in Vancouver and in Canada are working on it and they make me look like a badass and they make me look like a badass. And we just pulled all, all the stops of like, you know, people who love <laughs> indie film coming together and doing this project. People who are big fans of Rambo and Stallone, you know, they might love it, they might hate it. This is the exciting part. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a girl Rambo. Hi, you're welcome. It's about time. That's awesome. Uh, what else was I going to say about that? Um, Oh yeah, so it's set in a world, you know, sort of a pandemic world. Do you guys remember when the pandemic first happened and you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't do anything and no one would let you use the bathroom? <laughs> do you remember? Was that an experience you guys had? Was, yeah, was trying no, to use I, I actually... Um, denied? So this is the, this is the I, premise. Yeah. So, uh, funny you, it, it, you make it mention of that. Uh, I took a road trip, I want to say around November. I had to go back home, and uh, flying just was not an option. Where's home, I was Mark? taking an entire family uh, back home. Yeah, where is and, it? Where's, where's uh, home? Oh, Wisconsin. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I know, but the audience doesn't uh, know. Maybe they don't know. Justine doesn't know. Yeah. They had, well, yeah, Christine, sorry. I, I should have mentioned just. that. But, uh, Justine. <laughs> Damn it. It, it, I'm just don't call me, just don't call me Justin. The, the, <laughs> the corrections, sorry. Yeah. Mm. You took a road trip? No, but yeah, I, I had to drive cross country. We had to drive through, yeah, uh, uh, we had to drive through New Mexico is one of the states. And we stopped at a gas station. We were like, okay, let's just, you know, we'll rest up get gas do all we need to do and nothing uh so then we had to go to like a restaurant nothing like we, it, it was we couldn't go anywhere and, and basically had to drive again out of new mexico wow. uh, which was another three hours in the in the direction we were going uh just to you know to use the bathroom and uh rest for the most part it, it was crazy so it, it's funny that the movie's kind of about this and i've actually experienced it personally during this COVID time i'm so happy wow. to hear this see this movie is for you it's also for me it's also i kind of had the same thing in new mexico couldn't use the bathroom sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah i had the same, had the same when delay? i drove from arizona to, to tennessee to move we went through New Mexico and even a little bit. I think yeah, so. a little bit. So yeah, when I drove through New Mexico, like Mark, 
I had to go through like four different places. Eventually, I got into one, but it was, but I, I understand. I don't know what's up with New Mexico and their bathrooms, but that could be where part two is. You can do part two there. I mean, it was New Mexico. Right? It was everywhere. They don't let you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Was it Albuquerque? Albuquerque, yeah. So that's the premise of the film, and so it's very relatable. Okay, I think we're all caught up now, maybe. <laughs> it's also very ridiculous. Laura Chartrand <laughs> is the writer director of it, and uh, just a fabulous guy. We had so much in it. And I did my own stunts. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did some of my own stunts. <laughs> What, what's that process like? Did they approach you to, to say, hey, do you want to do your own stunts? Or did they have like an insurance guy come in and be like, oh, you can do this, but you can't do that? Or did you opt in to like say, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> By stunts, I mean, I did some running and jumping and I drove a vehicle. <laughs> to be clear, I am not any type of athlete. I am not any type of stunt actor whatsoever, which I think makes this movie funnier. I am just a grown-ass woman in mom jeans living her best life. Uh, so no, we had very wonderful professional stunt actors come and make me look like a badass. Bless them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you, and you said it was filmed yeah. where the real Rambo was filmed Post at, too? British Columbia. Wow. Yeah, that's... And, that's... and so we matched oh, shots. Like, cool. you know, we, we, we found the same locations. Now they're a little bit, you know, the trees are bigger. The, I mean, this was shot in 1982 or whatever, the first one. So uh, it's almost the 40th anniversary of First Blood. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we shot at the, some of the same locations and really like matched a lot of the shots, which is just going to be like a, a cinema nerds, you know, I don't know, we can nerd cinema nerds, you know, I don't know, we can nerd out on that together, I guess, <laughs> matching the frames. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to do it in the same town. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so I was also reading on your bio that you actually worked with some other big name people. Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn, Johnny Depp, mm. or at least you were in their presence of some sort. Like, how was it being around any of those folks? Oh my gosh, I mean, amazing. Like, amazing. Yeah, Vince and Mel star in Dragged Across Concrete. That's where I met the stunt director, Loro, and this is a really heavy film. Have you guys seen it? I don't know. It was a, it did a huge festival circuit around the world and was very, very controversial. It's a that. crime thriller. And I scored like a really cool role in it. I, it uh, yeah, and I have a big scene like near the end of the climax with those two guys. And it was a trip to work with them. I mean, they're just such uh, epic uh, legends of cinema. So it was, um, yeah, intimidating. I learned a lot. They were so supportive. They were just really supportive, and we made a really hard movie. It's a really, Dragged was a really, really hard film to make. Not a comedy. Although there's some really dark comedy in it, which I love. And they were great, and yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's always good. Yeah, and, and Johnny, uh, the film's called Richard Says Goodbye. 
he's been my favorite actor since I was a teenager. And so that was like a huge dream. He was magnificent. I, I have, I could gush for the rest of this podcast about him. Uh, what a wonderful experience it was. And that is a comedy, a very dark comedy about a man who is dying of cancer. And uh, so he, he uh, just decides to, you know, F it. Can we swear? Oh, the, F yeah, word. the F word is coming. That is funny. Uh, <laughs> just fuck it and live his life. And uh, I play a waitress. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I play a waitress who uh, helps him helps him to carpe diem, have an experience, and so um, we have a sex scene, and so it's on film, and so it's my favorite thing that's ever happened. Am I blushing? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I love it because there's a delay, so I like say, and then it comes. So yeah, let's let's jump into how those take place. Jump on what? Jump on what? Yes. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no, j- jump into the the sex, like how the sex scenes work when you're when you're filming them. Like, is it weird? Like, how weird is it when there's like probably 10 other people in the room, right? When like trying to be in the moment or act the moment. I mean, imagine, imagine, and imagine your opposite, your favorite human being on the planet who, like, you think is so hot. And you're like, just pretend it's a normal day at work, you know, just totally normal to be doing this job. Like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, however, I have to say, it was such a great experience. Uh, the scene itself, yes, it's technical, it's weird. You know, Johnny was like, he tried to make me feel so comfortable. He was so wonderful, and I did feel comfortable. And, and he said, you know, isn't it weird what we do, you know, as actors? And to which I barely escaped blurting out my real feelings, which are, no, this is just awesome! <laughs> but I bit my tongue and tried to act cool. It was not cool, but tried. And, how, many, how many times did he uh, yell cut? Or how many... Huh? How many times did you like? Yeah, like did you mess up on purpose? Anything to prolong it? <laughs> Here's the funny thing: I, the director Wayne Wayne Roberts, bless him. Oh my goodness, he wrote and directed the film, and I think he caught on pretty early that I mean, like it's not most of the world's <laughs> fantasy anyway since the 1980s uh, to be in my position, <laughs> but he caught on pretty quick that this was I was beyond delighted to be playing this role and so before we went in to shoot the scene he pulled me aside and he said um so justine how many takes do you think you're gonna need for this scene i said oh wayne we are gonna need a lot of takes (laughs) (laughs) i'm sweaty and insane and yeah, uh, my goodness. I mean, it can't, it, 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 nice. it's hard to put it to words because of how, how like, just beyond it is to work with your favorite human on something like that. <laughs> and I'll just deal. say, like, I would not have gotten through that with another actor. Had had I mean, Johnny was just so funny and kind and giving and such an absolute gentleman, you know? I've worked on a lot of sets and sometimes scenes that involve intimacy and stuff can get weird and there was just nothing weird. It was just absolutely uh, just a total gentleman and and an absolute gift. Just a total gentleman and and an absolute gift. You know, uh, how they say you should never, um, you know, be careful to meet your heroes or whatever because you might be horribly disappointed. 
the absolute opposite. Like, it, it got better and better yeah. and better. He improvised new lines that like made That's my awesome. characters seem better. And like, <laughs> it, it, the dream just got better and better and better. I was like, somebody pinch me. What's happening here? <laughs> At one point, I was like, is this the Make a Wish Foundation? Do I not know that I'm dying? And this is like, my, what is this? It was just so beautiful. I can't, I can't say enough how funny and just awkward and just wonderful it was. Yeah. <laughs> so watch the film. Richard awesome. says goodbye. <laughs> Opening in South Africa this week. <laughs> really. Richard says goodbye. <laughs> Is it really? No, that's funny. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that that's your um, you like your movie crush, right? That that that's the the one that we we had a guest on not that long ago. Erica uh, Deutschman and she was talking mm -hmm. to us she actually wouldn't even name drop who her crush was Hollywood wise uh, but uh, she did admit that you know she had one and had met them and kind of uh, you know fangirled out when when she did it's, I, my question is, is is this yours then I'm assuming kind of sounds like that I, I think it's obvious <laughs> true love forever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what a trip. Imagine, imagine. Imagine working with your, your biggest, um, you know, the artist that you've loved the most for many years, like many, many years. Like, imagine. And they're so hot and beautiful. Like, come on, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome that you were able to do that, for sure. Yeah, it's not a secret. It's no secret whatsoever that I've always had a crush on him, and it was wonderful to work with him. <laughs> there are no secrets here. <laughs> It's going to be so embarrassing when this comes out. So is there anybody else in Hollywood or in, is there anybody oh, else sure, that, you, yeah. that you want to work with that you haven't or that you look forward to that's, uh -huh. that's, that's, that's uh, on your list of awesome people, I like mean, maybe not at the Johnny level, but someone like that. <laughs> there are Who would many be your next? Okay. So there's Johnny. Who's your next one? You know, I really have a huge amount of respect and, yeah, desire to play with on screen, and that's Juliette Lewis. <laughs> I just love her. She's such a badass. Hmm. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, she is. She is awesome. She's been in so many things mm -hmm. for so long. She definitely has the Hollywood street cred totally. for sure. Okay, now you guys have to tell me who's you, your crush. You have quite a, <laughs> a resume when it comes to... Oh. All right. Mark, you can go Oh, first. that's a good question. If it, if it's a female, I, I would say Selma Hayek. Oh. Uh, I'd, I'd go crazy for that. Nice. That's a good She's one. amazing. <laughs> that's a good one. How about you, Scott? I am a huge fan of Johnny Depp, though. I, I can't get enough of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Yeah, he's a big he's a big Johnny Depp fan. Hmm. I love it. Not to bring him back up and, and 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 ruin our talk. Oh no, I could talk about him for days. He... <laughs> Who's that one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of what her name is, which is a bad start. Yeah, it, that's that's the one, Scott. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. one. I'll, just, I'll copy yeah, yours for now, but I'll come back when? to it. Let me search it real quick. I like. Well, when I don't remember her name, <laughs> of course. That's that's well, normally how my first dates go. 
He's got to. He's got to look. He's got to Google her. Got to look her up. Well, while while we give Scott a minute to to actually do his research, uh, <laughs> story of my life, right? I, I going through like the catalog of things that you've done, uh, which is amazing uh, with some of the work. Uh, I had one question that I had was, where where did it start? Like, what what was the driving factor that got you into uh, acting? And then uh, you've obviously wrote some of this stuff. So like, where where did it begin? Would it surprise you if I said Johnny Depp? <laughs> um, I have loved being on stage. I've loved the theater since I was a kid. I don't know why. It's just what I've always did as, as early as I can remember was just putting on plays and putting on costumes. and somehow I turned that into a career, which is a miracle. <laughs> and yeah, where did it all start? Just really from a tiny, tiny being a little girl. Did it at ele elementary school, before elementary school. And then when I realized it could actually be, you know, a career, I went to school and did all the things and just still here plugging away after all this time. Perseverance is the... That is awesome. So, so I found I, I found out not to jump back into this, but I found out her name. It's yeah, you're there. Yeah, it's uh, Alexandria Daddario. Wait, who? Oh, uh huh. She was the one in. Uh, she was in the uh, San Andreas, which is a horrible movie, but she's been in other stuff too. That's your go-to? That's, go That's my go-to. She's in The White Lotus now, which well, is apparently an HBO show, I think. Which I haven't oh, seen. Oh, yeah, I just started watching oh, that. That's, that's funny. It's coming out, right? Yeah. Well, I hope you both get to do sex scenes in a feature film with your with the your celebrity crushes. <laughs> I wish it upon everyone. Hopefully. I really do. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I have, to, I have dream, to run baby. that one by the wife real quick. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Does everyone yeah. get one, one hall pass? I mean, oh, that's uh -huh. true. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, that's gotta... how I'm gonna pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> we know it's not gonna happen, but you can put it out in the universe. You never know. Never say never. That's I'm what gonna I start thought. planting the seed surprise. now, so just in just case. In case. <laughs> yeah, for real. In your case, yeah. I mean, you probably would have never thought. Well, I mean, you had a better shot than we do for sure, because you, in the industry. But yeah, that's 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 true. Oh, like I I, I like I declared it that uh, like my friends knew that that was my one of my life goals. You know, they knew that. But still, much to my surprise, because I never I never part of you thinks that that will never happen. Maybe I suppose, but yeah, <laughs> what. <laughs> And I'm writing. I've That's written awesome. a, a stand-up. I've, I've written. I'm. I'm working on a stand-up bit about it, about the experience, because it's just so funny and awkward. Oh. Enjoy the awkwardness of it all with me. <laughs> How truly, truly awkward it is. <laughs> you brought up stand-up. Uh, we we have quite a few co uh, comedians on. Uh, we we first started with like a lot of local comedians in the Phoenix area here, and. Recently, we had Stephen Briggs on, uh, an L LA comic who, who tours nationally uh, on a regular basis. He 
he had a lot of trouble with basically just COVID and he had to be creative and do do different things locally just to keep you know entertainment going and, and trying to figure out shows in one way or another especially being in LA where everything locked down uh, pretty bad uh, how wh what did you do to, to practice your material you know keep on your game oh. so I hadn't done stand-up for about three years I've got busy doing some film work and stuff so prior to that I'd done a lot of it and then just last summer, a year ago summer, I finally got back on stage trying out some new material and then everything got shut down. So what I found, and I'm so grateful and what I discovered, are you guys on Clubhouse? I discovered Clubhouse. Yes. But on Clubhouse, if you guys aren't on it, I, I've met some of the best comedians and crew of people and it's called the Comedy Lounge on Clubhouse. And they host rooms and open stages, open mic stages, kind of thing to work out your material. Uh, and they have like legendary, and they have like legendary comics come in and chat. And it, it's just everything I love about comedians uh, and that world. But from the comfort of my apartment, so that's pretty nice. So we're just starting to work material out there, and that's how I got the show in Vancouver. Actually, was through a new clubhouse friend. The show is called Chill Pill Comedy. Tally Perry is the producer, and I met her on Clubhouse, and now she's in Vancouver and producing shows. So there you have it. Oh, nice. That's, that's how I got by. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, I know. I, I was uh, utilizing um, Clubhouse for our podcast quite a bit during some of that time. Got to hang out with Dane Cook oh, quite cool. a bit with the rooms that he hosted and things like that and actually you know with how dane cook does some of his stuff on clubhouse like you actually get to go up and have a conversation with him in some cases so it, that clubhouse yeah it, it's definitely yeah. geared towards like the podcast world comedy things like that so like, yeah. do, you, do you have you know after the the movie premieres and things like that and it, it seems like you have a few other projects that are coming into play here pretty soon too you trying to get comedy going again and start to travel and things like that? Oh, I don't know about traveling. I'm going to travel downtown Vancouver. <laughs> That'll be far enough. Stand up for me is just like a little bit of a lifeblood, like another exploration of another art form that allows me to be a writer and allows me to be on stage and allows me to kind of work things out. I, I'm, I don't think that I aspire to being a touring road comic in any way. I want to make some funny videos. I've got a couple ideas for some short films based on my comedy stories. So it's really more about the stage and it just like, I've always done theater. And so um, somebody double dared me once. One of my theater directors double dared me to try stand up because my, she thought that my writing was funny and I, it had never occurred to me to try it for some reason, even though I'd always gone to comedy clubs and had lots of friends that were comics just never occurred to me to try it even though i do all the other creative you know acting uh, outlets or whatever so i tried it and i just got hooked right away um have you guys tried it <laughs> it's crazy it's so much fun no. and just well, like a five minute set in front of like 20 people it, it just fills me with so much joy even if it kind of sucks like i, I can't explain it We've we've done a live show before, but nothing individually stand up wise. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most that we've done. Unless Mark, unless you have, I I haven't. Mm, no, I'm, I, I drunkenly have you know grabbed a mic from a a, a local open mic, but it, oh. it bombed horribly. It wasn't great. 
I don't remember most of it. It could have been awesome. You were drunk. You should try again. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Let's ask Josh. <laughs> oh, was he there? Yeah, old, he, he's going to say it was yeah, bad. Yeah, one of our old guests. He'll tell you about it. He'll probably say it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I can't with joke writing like I can't I think everyone I, should I, try it at least once it's a thrill yeah it, I, I think my biggest hurdle is joke writing I, I think I want to be a storyteller when it comes to writing jokes but I, I just I can't formulate how it should be or you know what what type of formula to even use I, I've read and listened to, well, I don't read, but I listen to books, uh, you know, on writing jokes and things like that, and I just, I don't know, it doesn't, like, click in my head for some reason. Yeah, what I learned spending hours and months and years at comedy clubs, you know, the open mics and the big venues, everyone's personal expression is different, and there's no right or wrong way to do it yourself, and... I mean, obviously, hopefully it's funny, but I've seen people just like do interpretive dance and very few words. I've seen people, <laughs> the quietest, most shy people get up and their personalities are not big and they just tell these sweet, funny, strange stories and they end up being hilarious, you know? So I really think it is something for everyone if you, if you are a storyteller in that way, you can find your own way. Yeah. Do you have any pointers for Mark who, who has trouble in the writing world that maybe he can help him write <laughs> Thanks, down Scott. some things and, and, and get him back on the mic, back on the horse, I'd say, for you, Mark? Back on the horse. I mean, what's funny? What, you got to make it personal. You got to talk about your life. I just tell stories about my actual life. Do I exaggerate? Not really. <laughs> Some people, I mean, do you like playing characters too? That's going to be fun, putting on different personalities and <laughs> impressions. There you go, Mark. Um, I wouldn't recommend that I give any advice, but I got some good advice from Tom Green on Clubhouse, mm. who said to read Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up. So okay. I ordered it from Amazon, and I'm reading it. So... That's my recommendation. Let's read Steve Martin. So, so Mark's out of luck because he doesn't read. So maybe you can get that on, on tape to listen to, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll use my talk boy. <laughs> yep. Maybe we'll narrate it. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Someone needs to read to Mark. We'll do a book books on tape. <laughs> so you know, I, yeah, I, one how thing are you guys I found... keeping like, um, you know, sane and healthy and all this? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, well, that, that's the thing. I, I'm in Arizona, and they, or we, believed it was real for maybe a month. And then from there on, it, it just, like, it doesn't exist. So I, everybody's been in, in, like, a normal lifespan uh, of doing, you know, the day-to-day. -day, uh, and since COVID really kind of, you know, came and, and gone and came again and it keeps coming, I don't weird with what's going on with covid but we've taught you know we talk and bring it up to with mm -hmm. you know our guests and in you know figuring out like what's going on in different areas of the world and uh, like i was saying earlier la was crazy and, and la is not too far from where i'm at and it's like night and day you know it, it, 
really. We even had we had a live show during COVID. Like we had oh, yeah, people we come did. to the show uh, that we did, and, and yeah. it was it, it just nothing. It wasn't real here for some reason. I mean, it, it's obviously real, but yeah, as far as the people, I guess taking the serious like everyone's still doing yeah, normal stuff. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like they're still kind of doing their thing and. And it's been same thing with Tennessee since I've been here. Same kind of thing. Some areas are more of a mask kind of field area, and other parts are just no mask and all good. And so it's it's kind of it just depends on where you go. And but uh, as far as when it first hit, it yeah, does. I mean, I think it depends on your geography, you know, doesn't you, it? I feel lucky. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. When it first hit. Oh, me, uh, did I say that? Oh, when it first hit. So the, um, yeah, it basically, we basically would, you know, everyone started binging things and we were, everyone's scared, you know, cause no one really knew really how crazy it was going to be. And, you know, you're working from home or whatever. And, and, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, that was about a month or two, I'd say. And then everything kind of went back to somewhat normal, but not normal, whatever that normal was. And it kind of still is, I think, at this point, really, here and I think in Arizona, too. Good. I'm glad it's not horrible there where you are. It's horrible in a lot of places. You know, gosh. But this is a comedy podcast. We're not going to talk about suicide. No, we're not. (laughs) Jump out of buildings. Well, actually, you bring up suicide. I recently just visited Scott in Tennessee, and he decided to take me to downtown Nashville. Oh, and I don't know if you've ever been, uh, but I, I realize that I'm an adult now, and I don't like that lifestyle anymore. <laughs> and, it, like, it was crazy. Downtown, Nashville, bars everywhere, three floors of bars. I couldn't, like, it was beyond. Uh, have you ever been to Nashville? Yeah, just once for one night. So I don't know the whole experience. You have? <laughs> Oh, just... You don't remember it. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The... I wish I could forget mine. Yeah. When when I, when epic, we first flew epic. in, like the first time I flew in in February <laughs> to see the house that we were building, they uh, I heard someone walking in the airport says I just and they're on the phone says I just we got here I landed I'm in in Nash Vegas is what they call it, which I've never heard that at all. And and then also found out, too, that it's the uh, bridesmaids capital or, like, the number one destination for people to have, like, girl girl weddings or, you know what I mean, bridesmid parties. Really? Yeah. And Those going bride, down there, you can definitely... You Those bridesmaids parties. Really nice, yeah. though. Yep. Huh. Yeah. I think that's what did it. Yeah, I was just like... Too many girls? Mm. Just... I have no desire to do this ever. Build a strap to their head and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I had my son with me, and it was just crazy. No, No, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tiara, son. It's a tiara. Tiaras vibrate sometimes. Look, there are unicorns. Yeah, here. I've become so I've become so low key too. <laughs> They're real. 
yeah, I, I've become much more low key in all of this as well, and just keeping to myself and whatever. It's become a strange life. Luckily, thank God for Clubhouse. I'll just say, <laughs> keeping me company in the dark times. But no, I don't desire how, to go out to anything. You... Uh, bars and and that party scene. I miss film festivals a lot, but. Mm. Mm. Which hopefully those come back pretty, you know, pretty hard, you know, big, bigger, better than, you know, what they were. How did you stumble across Clubhouse? Like, just discovering where you referred to a friend or? Yeah. <laughs> a friend was in town visiting from L.A. And she's a film filmmaker friend, actor friend of mine. We've been friends for years. I guess she had discovered it just a few, a, a couple months prior to me or the month before. And she was like evangelical about how much she liked it and how important she thought it was. And I was like, wow, this is like, you're really serious about this thing. So I was skeptical like I am with all the things. I'm like, well, do they want my data? What about the privacy? What's going on? And then I got on it and a week later, I was evangelical about this. because it, 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 I really saw the value for filmmakers, for comics, for musicians. In a similar way, like you connect when you fly to a film festival or a big comedy festival or a big music festival and you get to network in the lounge and you get to meet all these cool people from around the world. You get to do this now just on your phone, for goodness sakes, you know, and so it really filled that void. And I think it probably maybe saved some lives from like sadness and depression and loneliness and isolation. Like no, no joke. Um, yeah. How did you guys find it? <laughs> I, that's a good question. I don't remember. Dark alley. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, dark all alley. of a sudden I just had it on my phone one day and I was all like, hmm, I'm going to go in here. And <laughs> I think I think another podcaster had actually referred. They're like, hey, come check it out. Because uh, everybody was toting about it. Mm. You know, they, they're, it's becoming like, the, it's going to be the next Instagram or, you know, whatever they were saying uh, when it was kind of launching. Um, but yeah, I... I it's a great it's a great platform to just you know audio wise a lot of people are, are you know talking about how they've been successful with uh, things and basically like trying to teach other people using it as a learning platform which is kind of cool and then comedy comedy's like crazy there mm. I also I, it, like randomly when you first yeah. join like there's like random rooms all over the place and uh, people are like trying to network and and uh set up dates on there oh. and things like that i'm like what what are you like how does that work first off like oh. it, it, you're sitting there you're on this audio device you get to see a picture of one person and then they're bored of what they're trying to shill uh whether that be themselves or some you know a company like mine has like all the podcast stuff going on uh and then it, you're trying to hook up with someone like in this little voice chat room so you're gonna fall in love with my voice and then what are we gonna do like i don't i it's so true love. weird like they're just uh... true love mark <laughs> that's what's gonna happen yeah true love yeah and it, the dynamic of I, it is just weird. i will say though i have fallen in love with some voices i, I agree but i oh. have fallen in love with a couple of people's voices i have to say and so i say and so i when I follow them when they're in a room, I'm not going to say who they are, but they're in, I'm like, oh, they're talking. And I go listen and I just be a fly on the wall. And uh, uh, I've definitely have had a couple of clubhouse crushes. Shall not be named, shall never be named. But it's because of the voice and because of what they're talking about. You get mm. to really yeah. hear somebody and 
and what they really mean and what they really sound like, you know? Much different than just Instagram photos. How boring is that in comparison, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I know I know what you mean. Dating, I mean, I don't know. That's just, I just developed my own, <laughs> my own little crushes. I don't think I'd try to date through the app, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't not, you know, if it were, if it seemed legit. I, yeah. Just stumbling across it, it's like, I, I just, it, it's a dynamic, maybe, maybe it's just me and, and getting older and obviously I'm married, so I, it's not something that I needed, you know, be gathering in and stumbling across it though. It's just like, oh wow, this, this is weird. Like, I can't believe this is what the kids are doing these days. Oh. Uh, to even so the kids are like, doing these like, days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought there was just an app. You slide, uh, you slide, you slide everything. And the next thing you know. say now is get up, get off my yard or get off my yeah. lawn. No, I, I've already said that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk to my neighbors. Get out, get out. Get out. <laughs> but I don't think the kids are doing it. I, what's, I don't know what the median age is, but I think it must be 37. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that there's... There are young people, but no, really, there's yeah. people much older than me most of the time uh, in there. So <laughs> it's what the old kids are doing. Yeah. <laughs> and also married. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and also married. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want to do a little bit of uh, dive into the past a little bit. Uh, I, I seen oh. this uh, short that you did a while back, and I, I'm curious as to because it it does give you a writer's credit, so it, you probably wrote some of it. I'm assuming Earth Lickers. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and like just it, it seems something that. I, I I don't know. It, like I said, I, I seen it not that long ago. It, it's it, yeah. It just it it kind of jives with the stuff that I like, which is sci-fi, comedy, a little bit of everything. I, so it, it's and I like your your character you played. The name that is. <laughs> I just clicked on that. Thank you. Scott just discovered gold. Thank you. I'm, what I'm old. I was saying it. <laughs> We have a saying at the Earth Lickers headquarters, lick long and prosper. Uh, uh, this was born This was born of uh, uh, my writing partner, Allison Araya and I, we just got together and you know wanted to create something for this short film competition, which we ended up, much to our surprise, you know, getting in the top six and being one of the winning teams of this thing. But yeah, we were inspired by, you know, Barbarella and Rocky Horror and some kind of a fusion of this. But really what it's about is, um, you know, bringing back the power of the goddess love energy onto Earth, which we thought was so missing and needed at the time. And um, so that's what we did. We've since been developing a feature screenplay, which is much more, much more, it's like a psychedelic stoner comedy musical. There are original songs written for this feature. Uh, I developed it through various film festival labs. Just last year, right before COVID, I was in a producer's lab where I was, you know, whatever, when you go to those film festival labs and you get, you get help from your mm-hmm. filmmaking societies in Canada to like help you develop the film. And so this has been in development for a while and uh, it's your it's your favorite movie that you haven't seen yet and <laughs> I can't wait to make the feature film version of it because the short was 
full of so much joy. You know, we got together some of our favorite, you know, actresses here in Vancouver to do it. And it was, I don't know if you've been on a lot of film sets, but we had the most fun. And, and whenever we do scripted readings of this project, it just lights people up because it's so outrageous and ridiculous and funny and, and out of, it is out of this world. Uh, and so, so we are working on bringing the feature film to you, to your screens, and we can't wait. Oh, awesome. If you lick it, they will come, as they say. <laughs> I think I've heard that somewhere. Feel yeah, I've heard that. Duh. Yeah. Come on, Mark. <laughs> that was in the movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Earth> licker. <laughs> Well, what we do when we start to wrap we things up on the show is we... we want you to join us. <laughs> well, what we do on on the show when we start to wrap things down is we have three questions that we typically ask everybody. So I just want to go over those, and then uh, from there we'll start actually just winding down. We were just talking about Earth Lickers, which technically could kind of be like a conspiracy in itself, if you know if people wanted to play on that. Uh, do you have a con uh, favorite conspiracy of of any kind? Oh, I have a lot of not favorite conspiracies. <laughs> do I have a favorite conspiracy? Yeah, I do. The lick shall set you free. Oh, okay. We might have to go into that just a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get it. <laughs> All right. And the second question. I don't love the flat um, earth conspiracy. Oh, 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 there we go. No, That's it, your least so, favorite one? What? Like, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. Well, because it doesn't work with the movie either, it's just at least so based the on the. One. Now I'm like, oh, well, how do we know? <laughs> yeah, no. If, if All the, the billionaires are going to, to space, so they're that trying we can to tell us. Continue to lick it, you guys. Come on, second question. What is it? That's yeah. That's what I was when I look at the photos of of the Earth being licked. Stop it already. <laughs> oh no, um, me or what? It's obviously yeah, the round, right? Yeah, those, I, I, uh, yeah, it's obviously I agree. round. Yeah, it's the tongues round. go around and around it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. <laughs> what is a piece of information that you have learned on your journey uh, that feels illegal to know? So it's a good one that you know. I, 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 <laughs> maybe in my stand-up bit I can allude to it, but I cannot say it. There's a number of things that feels illegal to know, but I'm deeply gratified that I know them. <laughs> you know, we, we had a, a comedian on not that long ago, Alex Valudo. He started talking about, uh, he didn't drop any names or anything like that. Oh, wait, I know. I thought of one, just to answer your question in a vague way. Yes. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, yep. Believe almost nothing, especially about, you know, especially about human beings. Oh. 
That kind of goes back into number one question. Conspiracy about Earth people. What was the first question? My favorite conspiracy? Oh, conspiracies that you, that you believe yeah. in or don't believe in? Enjoy. Enjoy. And then our last question is, what life hack or is something you do that people do the hard way or different than you? What is, what is a life hack that you do? Like, you... Maybe I mean, you, you want this to be funny, but now it's gotten me no, serious. No, it, it could be serious. That's fine. <laughs> it could be serious. We can make too. fun of the serious, too. Life hack, uh, honestly, life hack, like, don't take it seriously and don't take it personally. But do laugh at it. Right. I mean, that, that's something to can. live by within the, as the, often as possible. the comedy scene, yeah. the movie scene. Like, that, that you kind of have to live by that, right? Like, it's, it's everything's so vain for the most part. You know, it's really hard to find people that are actually genuine and true uh, mm-hmm. in the entertainment space. Mm-hmm. Very true. Can you tell us where we can find you on social media, and then uh, we'll we'll uh, end it out. You betcha. I'm on obviously Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Not Facebook. Good, good. No. It, and there I am. Just any, my name. No, no fake any, name uh, there. Any other up? Any other upcoming products or projects you got coming up? Too? like anything coming out besides yeah I've the, got a couple uh, Rumbo. the Rumbo besides Rumbo uh, no I've got some things yeah. in the pipeline that are in development which I'm excited about a couple of uh, feature films that are feature films that are in development but I I can't go into details at this time nice. I'm just excited about my live comedy show at the end of the month with chillpillcomedy.com yeah very, heck yeah very cool <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank Justine for coming on. Thanks for letting me embarrass myself <laughs> immensely <laughs> on your show. All right, Amigos out. This has been the Amigos PC. Make sure to like, subscribe, and review us on all your podcasting platforms. And visit us at AmigosPC.net. Get our entire library of content and Amigos merch. Till next time. Adios. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more.